Warning, warning, the following content contains black and brown people's stories, experiences, opinions, language, and inherent challenges through the perspective of a multicultural American of brown complexion. This content is suitable for curious and objective listeners and viewers only. User discretion is advised. You know, they say if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you go. Mic check, one, two, one, two, you want to be the best what you going to do. Got the hotel yelling, bring them out, bring them out. Hey, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell. <laughs> With the barrels. All right. In your mouth. All right, yeah, let's get it. All right, so what we have here is an illustrious guest. This is the famous, the most gracious, the owner, one of the owners of Wreck It For Lottie, a Cutco parent wheeling dealing selling machine uh we have my boy here ricky ballister ricky ballister introduce yourself thank you for having me um excited excited to be a part of this mm -hmm. um yeah <laughs> you really built me up man. yeah like, a lot of pressure yeah and you know to build you up the reason why i'm building you up is because obviously we started a friendship at you know vector marketing you were my manager we were selling knives together we sold thousands of dollars of knives we together sold, sold a lot of right quality cutlery yeah exactly right a lot of mrs joneses yeah. a lot of mrs joneses but at the same time we also built entrepreneurial skills we built we went through a lot of challenges i wouldn't say downs but there are challenges of growth and of learning how to become salespeople, learning what is entrepreneurship and things yeah. in that nature? And like I said, thank you for coming to the credentials. So, you know, the goal of this talk is to just give, as we said here, tips and stories of the events in your life that shaped you into becoming a entrepreneur and a brick and mortar business owner and the beautiful wreck it, right? What's your slogan? Break shit, leave happy. Yeah, right? Break shit, leave happy. So, you know, to start off, um, describe to me, your family work history and like the parenting style that you were raised in yeah um so my my background is, is pretty extensive my grandparents are originally from argentina mm -hmm. and italy uh, my dad is from peru uh, my mom is american born in chicago from you know my grandparents from italy and mm -hmm. argentina uh but you know it all started off with my grandpa moving to fort lauderdale florida mm -hmm. back in 19 Mm -hmm. and he wanted to work for himself you know he didn't have an education and all he knew was you know building his own thing and, and being his own uh boss or, or, or what have you mm -hmm. and uh, he started a tailor shop and mm -hmm. a very successful tailor shop at that and, mm -hmm. and with that he learned how to develop um real estate skills and he mm -hmm. bought a lot of property and was able to, mm -hmm. to build his wealth uh, through that uh my dad on the other hand came from peru mm -hmm. a son of, of of a colonel of the air force in, oh, in wow. peru yeah and uh, you know my grandpa wanted him to pursue a career in, in the yeah. military and do that and he's like I, my passion is soccer i want, <laughs> I want to be a journalist he was always a very like outgoing outspoken person mm. um came to america with his seven siblings okay and um he started a newspaper from, wow. from scratch so started a newspaper did that for over 30 years mm -hmm. and and with that was able to build a career within journalism and, and for Telemundo, he worked for a lot of uh, broadcasting stations. Wow. Um, so the entrepreneur mindset mm -hmm. has been ingrained in me yeah. since as, as, it's your uh, DNA. as long as I can remember. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I've, I've never not known what it's like for someone to work for someone, you know, mm. just by the people that were in my life mm -hmm. closest to me. 
um, as far as parenting went, my my parents were always just very supportive of like anything that I did. Mm. If I, you know, even if it was something that my parents may not have agreed with, they were like, mm-hmm. you know what, let's let you make your mistakes, figure it out. Mm-hmm. We'll be here to support you and, and pick you back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the perfect example, obviously, was starting with Cutco. My, mm. my mom, my my dad, my grandparents. Everyone was like, no one's buying these knives. Like, <laughs> no one's gonna do that. But, I've heard but, that. But, I've heard that. But, that sounds like, familiar. But guess what? I I didn't know that mm-hmm. until like eight months after i was very successful within within the company mm. uh and i appreciate that so much because nowadays you have a lot of parents mm-hmm. and, and we'd experienced it especially mm-hmm. when we were hiring people that their parents from the jump were saying oh it's not gonna work it's mm-hmm. not gonna work and then we're like hey you didn't show up to training and they're like oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, i just don't think it's for me it's like yeah you don't think it's for you your parents mm-hmm. don't think it's for you mm-hmm. which sucks because yes. now your parents are cutting you from opportunities that mm-hmm. you're never gonna even get a chance to open doors for yourself for. exactly and if they do it with something as small as that mm-hmm. who knows what happens later on so i i appreciate my parents so much uh for supporting me in poor decisions and great decisions mm-hmm. uh and and you know just being the anchor that yeah got me to where i am now yeah and i mean honestly we, we've been friends for about six years now yeah. you know and i didn't even know that about you and the reason why i asked you about like your family history is because what I realized, you know, going through my experiences and just listening to stories like yourself, I'm like, damn, like your generation, like the people that come before you really kind of dictate. They pave, they pave that way. You know, I they have that, that mindset. Yeah. Or they do those. They have that those skill sets or characteristics that, oh, OK, that makes sense as to why I'm doing what I'm doing. So to go back into we'll, we'll fast forward into what I want to talk about. But since you brought it up, what made you want to do cutco like for me i knew that i wanted to be a sports executive i wanted to be a business manager so i knew i needed those skills in order and i wanted to see if i can actually do sales if i can actually speak to people if i can actually hold conversations if i can actually feel comfortable and confident making phone calls like for you what was your why like um, I think, I think you were far more wiser than I was yeah. at, at the time, because mm-hmm. for me, uh, my why was I'm working really, I, I was working three jobs at the time. I was working at a retail shop, mm-hmm. I was working at a bar and I was working at a bounce house place. Damn. And, and so like, all I knew was just like, I, I like to make Hustle. money. Yeah. I like to make money. I like to buy nice things. I like mm-hmm. to be able to afford things that I want to afford and do whatever I want to do. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're. 18 years old, 19 years old, and you're working all the time, you really don't even have time to like enjoy those things. Mm. And so I remember when I when I got the call to, uh, cause I was referred to by a friend that mm. I knew very briefly, <laughs> right? which, which is crazy. Cause yeah. that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, she ended up working for only like two months. And I yeah. Was for four years. Yeah. Um, but when I went there, my, my manager at the time, Beck, mm-hmm. uh, she, she didn't even sell me on like what the opportunity was. Mm-hmm. She sold me on what she was trying to do. And mm. all I wanted to do was help her. Mm. So you we, bought into her vision. I bought into her vision. It, was, it wasn't like, oh, this thing is gonna help me develop this and open doors yeah. for here and I can do this and that. And and it was, I'm trying to accomplish this thing. Here's mm-hmm. how I'm gonna do it with or without you. Ah, and I'd like to do it with you because you seem cool and whatever, mm-hmm. but if it doesn't work out, then it is what it is. And I was like, no, 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 like I'm, I'm that guy for you. Like I got mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And, the opportunity to make money was, exactly. was there as well, exactly. right? Because realistically, like it's not sexy. Mm-hmm. It's not sexy when you when you you know. You, oh, I got a job. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm selling, I'm selling 
Yeah. Not selling Lamborghinis. Yeah, you're yeah, exactly. You're selling, exactly. you're selling knives. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just like, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. in that moment, I was like, you're two years older than I am. Mm-hmm. You have your own business. Exactly. You're building this because you want to get to that point and I want to help you. Mm-hmm. And then we'll figure out the rest. After yeah, that. yeah. It's just like action and then I worry about the planning. Right. Because sometimes, like you said, when you're just trying to figure it out, the best way to figure it out is just do something. Exactly. Just, just it's, take it's the leap. It's emotion. It's yeah. emotion. And, and you know, they always say like, don't make, don't make a, a, you know, a decision based on an emotion. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like, it's those emotions mm-hmm. that lead you to the things that you wouldn't do mm-hmm. if you were thinking logically. Sometimes. Exactly. And that can open other opportunities for you as well. Exactly. And we're biological. Like we have emotions. Yeah. It's it's natural. It's just a standpoint of understanding. This is just an emotion. It's right. a brief feeling it's not a permanent feeling exactly and it's you know staying level-headed so to go to back to your point of you saying you work three jobs you know you just loved hustling honestly throughout high school I never worked I just played basketball I never had a job until I went to college I my my mom's mindset was get him to college and then I gave you an opportunity and then I have faith I gave you a skill set that you can use to be successful you were on the other hand were like, I want to hustle. So like, what was your family's um, like conversations surrounding money? Like your, the culture of your family around money? I think that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being in, in this like financial talk and there was people that, you know, you have the families that don't talk about money. Mm-hmm. Like we don't talk about money. Yeah, that was mine. There's people that are like way too open about their money. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, not, not they're too open. They spend it because we have it, right? Mm-hmm. And there's the people that are like super frugal with it, mm-hmm. right? And you have to have like a healthy balance. You have to have mm-hmm. like a healthy understanding exactly. of, of your money. And I think my my family uh, one time, and this, this is kind of a funny story. I remember one time, I think I was probably like, I don't know, 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. And my sister was uh, five years younger. So she was eight years old. Right? Mm-hmm. My parents like sit us down in the kitchen and they're like, we have something to tell you. And we're like, okay, like, <laughs> what's going on? They're like, we're broke. We have no money. <laughs> and and I started crying. Yeah, started that's real crying. though. I was that's like, real. I was like, oh my, because you know we live in yeah. a nice house. We have a yeah. three bedroom, three and a half mm-hmm. bath. Like you know, live in a, in a good mm-hmm. area. Like, and how old were you again? I think I was thirteen. Okay, yeah. yeah so you understood. So like, like you're understanding like what broke means. I understood what broke meant because I understood what broke meant because I remember maybe earlier that year mm-hmm. it was when Xbox 360 came out mm-hmm. and everyone and their mother was getting the Xbox. Everyone, everyone, everyone was getting. Mm-hmm. And Christmas Day or uh, Noche Buena, yeah, Christmas yeah. Eve, yeah, my entire 24th. family gets together. And my one cousin, uh, Baron, mm-hmm. he's we're opening up presents at midnight. Mm-hmm. He opens up a box and it's an Xbox, and I'm like, of oh course, my God. Like, of course, this <laughs> yes. guy gets yeah, it, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not gonna get it because, like, yeah. you know, I, I I knew that we I knew that my family like did mm-hmm. well, but I you know I didn't know how well. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm I, I'm just not gonna get it. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna get it. And then my my dad comes out of nowhere, like brings me a box. And I opened it, and it was an Xbox. And even right now, like, it gives me chills. Yeah. I was in tears. Like, I was so, damn, so happy. Life. And I was yeah. like, damn, maybe we do got it. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, like, six months later, like, we're broke. And I'm yeah. like, I'll return oh, the yeah. Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changed. I'm yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah, like, so, I want my bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so, uh, so anyway, and then they were like, you know, after they, they had their little mm-hmm. their little tease about it, mm-hmm. uh, they, um, they were like, oh, we're just kidding, whatever. And mm-hmm. then, sure enough, like, a couple of 
poor financial decisions. Like, yeah. We actually did have to like tighten up our belts. Mm-hmm. And so my, my whole thing was always like, I don't want to rely on my parents to pay for my stuff. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm not like a big horoscope guy, mm-hmm. but I take a lot of pride in myself and I take a lot of pride in the things that I purchased mm-hmm. because I worked hard to get to that point to be able to say like, oh, they didn't help me. You mm-hmm. know? I did it on my own. Mm-hmm. And, and so for me, I remember when I first got my first job, my mom's like, like, what do you want a job for? And I'm like, I just want to have a job. Like, exactly. People have jobs. And exactly. I want money. I don't want to have to ask you for stuff. Mm-hmm. If I want to go to the movies, I don't want you to be like, oh, well, you know, you already went to the movies. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. well, I have the money to go to the movies yeah, as much again. as I want. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. you have money to mm-hmm. let me go to the movies once a week. And, exactly. You know, so yeah. <laughs> I, want, I wanted at an early age that financial independence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got the first job and the mom's like, all right, well, and I'm like, my friend offered me another job at a different place. Mm-hmm. She's like, are you sure you want a second job? Like at the time too, I was, uh, I, I used to dance. So mm-hmm. I was dancing. I used to sing as well. Like stripper? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't do ballet. I did, yeah. I did everything else. <laughs> Stripping was just on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then I also used to sing like mm-hmm. in, in a choir that I sang from eight uh when i was eight years old up until like 16 oh wow 17 years old and so uh and so she's like you know you already kind of have your hands full you mm-hmm. know are you sure you want to do that i'm like yeah i want more money you yeah know, exactly i had the time i went to, i went to a high school where i only went to school from monday to thursday mm. so i had fridays off exactly and i had that's a blessing yeah and so i had extra time and i'm like why you know why not fill that time it's, mm-hmm. it's not like at, at the retail store i was working 40 hours. I was, exactly. They were giving me maybe like 15, 20 hours. I was mm-hmm. 16. So like how much, you know, how much time do you want to give a younger person? Exactly. Like you know? um, so I guess in short to answer your mm-hmm. question about like just how much did we know about money? Um, you know, my parents were, you know, they, they saved money for trips. They, mm-hmm. they saved money for the things that were important. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't spend, you know, we didn't spend a lot of money on like a nice TV or mm-hmm. like really nice furniture. It was like, mm-hmm. we're going to save so you can afford going on your trip with your choir so that your sister mm-hmm. can afford to do things like that. Experiences. Yeah. And experiences. Exactly. Like we would go on a cruise or, mm-hmm. we, you know, go on vacation. Memories. Like that. Yeah. So it was like, for me, I was like, all right, well, they, they know how to spend their money. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know how much they have. Like, yeah. And, and I, and you know, I don't think it's necessarily appropriate for them to, to mm-hmm. tell you but, exactly but, but they would tell me about how to save it or how, mm-hmm. how to use it and mm-hmm. things that you know aren't worth it but if it's worth it in that moment then do it mm-hmm. you know, because you get one chance exactly to, to be here so like take advantage of it exactly you know? and this is a good time to take a commercial break i just think that the uh think it turned off yeah i think it died no way <laughs> And welcome back to the credentials. <laughs> so, you know, and continue with the, the conversation. What I do want to ask you, too, is, you know, we did touch upon your relationship, your family's relationship with money a little bit. Did you know any wealthy or rich people growing up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I You know, I had a, a handful of friends mm-hmm. that, like, I was exposed to their lifestyle mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, like you don't go on a boat like once a year, like you go on a boat like twice a month or, mm. like, or like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, they have nicer cars or, mm-hmm. they, or they go to sporting events like pretty frequently. Like mm-hmm. for me, like going to a heat game was like a, you know, that hey, was an accomplishment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 That's an accomplishment like, hey, guess, to a lot of people. Guess what? We're, going to, we're going to heat game. Mm-hmm. And like I tell my friend like, hey, want to come to heat games? And, nah, you know, I've been like five times this, this yeah. month. Yeah. What? Like mm-hmm. that? That's that's where like that uh, perspective kind of changed. Mm-hmm. Right? I, don't, I I didn't have too many friends that were like that, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, yeah. I mean, that's 
That's, yeah. That's a good question, yeah. And the reason why I asked too is because, I mean, to your point, I also feel like since you're able to see it and be a part of I it. I saw it could be attained. Like, Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and I think that's important for people to see is or, or hear, hear and see is that if you just – if you've never experienced it or you've never had the chance to have wealthier rich friends if you don't have to have them just go and save up your money to have an experience like you said to go to a heat game go to a dolphin game right. or go to a, a museum and then surround yourself with it and with that one chance of like oh it i touched makes it. You wanna, it makes you want you want to do it again mm -hmm. and, and how mm -hmm. do i get to that point how mm -hmm. do i how am I able to continue mm -hmm. to be exposed to these experiences? Exactly, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, and, and I think what's interesting too is mm -hmm. you see kids that go to private schools, mm -hmm. right? Like a lot of those people are end up being successful. Yes, I, I ultimately you're paying for a better education, but at the mm -hmm. same time, like all these people that are paying for better education mm -hmm. can afford mm -hmm. the, to pay for this and mm -hmm. they have a lot of money and mm -hmm. they have all these experiences. And so the kids that go to these schools are like, mm -hmm. I never want to not have this. Mm -hmm. So they find a way mm -hmm. to make sure that they continue that lifestyle throughout mm -hmm. the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's to what you're saying. I, I don't even think they pay for better education because I would argue you went to what, what high school again? Pompano High. I feel like Pompano High probably has a better curriculum than a lot of private schools. I think, in my opinion, when people go to put their kids in private schools, you're paying for that network mm -hmm. of... Like you said, there's a statistical favor. Uh, there's the, the statistics are in favor of if you go to this school surrounded by these people, you're gonna make friends or connections or acquaintances with successful people. Exactly. Which, as we know, I mean, everything's relationship building, right? Yeah. I always like to point out our story of how we became close, right? I we became close because I saw you as an opportunity to build a connection to get where I wanted to go. Right. And it just so happened that in making the connection, right, by putting myself out there and make, or putting myself in the space where you were and make the connection to go where I want to go, we end up just becoming genuine friends. Right. But that doesn't always have to be the case, or nor is that always the case, and that's okay either way. You know, I think it's just to your point of doing that work to get yourself in that situation. So, and moving forward, um, because you obviously chose being a entrepreneurial hustler as opposed to a college person, what would you say is your learning style? Like, how do you acquire knowledge to still be smart and have common sense? Uh, I think for the most part, like, mm -hmm. my the best learning style for me is... Mm -hmm. uh, just learning from my own mistakes mm -hmm. <laughs> i think just like trying things out or, mm -hmm. or seeing people do it and then just like replicating it mm -hmm. um i'm not maybe i'm more of like an, an audio learner but i'm not like i'm not a good reader mm -hmm. i'm not good at like reading something and, mm -hmm. and creating action from it mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm better at like saying okay well i see him doing it that way and it work it's working for him so mm -hmm. how do i do it that way and just do it also mm -hmm. why not exactly Plenty of pie to go around for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So it it's the same thing. And and then and then for me, I mean, even with starting record, it was just kind of like it's always trial and error. Mm -hmm. You know, you make a mistake and make a mistake and make a mistake until you find the solution. You mm -hmm. know? And uh, you know, as cliche as it is, it's like 
F doesn't stand for failure, or L doesn't stand for, for loss, it stands for, for lessons. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how you get to the next step. That's how you mm-hmm. unravel the puzzle that you're trying to put together. You mm-hmm. know? And, yeah. and it's to your point, it's the the mindset, right? It's the mindset that creates the action. Mm-hmm. If it's the mindset, oh, this is a challenge, or this is a lesson, then you're going to be more willing to give the effort and not really to put too much pressure on yourself on the result which then leads to a better result right. as opposed to if you're looking at it as it, oh, this is a loss, right? Or this is a, a, something daunting. Then you put yourself in a negative mindset. So then it's that much harder. Yeah. And, and it's something you have to condition yourself to, right? Because mm-hmm. people, when So how do you condition yourself? Like, what do you use to condition yourself to be, to put yourself in a good mindset or to be prepared? Because as we know, like sales, being in business is very, it's not really talked about or it's not really um, expressed a lot, you know, because when business owners, you know, you want to be strong for the team and mm-hmm. set the tone. But if you when business owners talk to other business owners, they say, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think two things. Number one is eliminating fear, mm-hmm. right? Like fear is what prevents you from getting to what's on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it's a fear of making a phone call, fear of asking a question, fear mm-hmm. of a failure, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are scared to do things because of how they'll feel about what it's gonna, what, what could potentially happen or mm-hmm. what potentially could not happen. Mm-hmm. And people are, have that fear to take the first step. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, is just, uh, you know, you just, you're just so used to it that it's just mm-hmm. like, Hey, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Not everything is going to go your way ever. Mm-hmm. And when things go your way, you have to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And when things don't go your way, you have to, you have to, be aware of it. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's a self-awareness of like, okay, I know that like being successful makes me feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. And I know that failing makes me feel some type of way. Mm. So I want to feel more of that success, but I know that it's going to take me feeling, you know, not good about it yeah. a couple times to get there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do, I'm going to take those punches mm-hmm. and then I, I'll see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like when you work out, like, mm-hmm. It hurts. It hurts yeah. to work out, and it's painful. But exactly. then the results are like rewarding. Yeah, and you feel more confident about taking your shirt off. Mm-hmm. You feel more confident about like certain things mm-hmm. that it's like different pain, clothes. Yeah, that, that, that pain is that pain is temporary, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's you know you reap the benefits. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that, that's the way that I condition myself. I think I think you know in sales and and, mm-hmm. and what we learned. One of the biggest things that you that we learned at Vector was just like the intangible skills of just like a positive mindset. You mm-hmm. know? And I'm, I personally am just so conditioned to be like a glass half full person. Yeah. That I just I, I don't see like people immediately like oh yeah but then this might happen mm-hmm. and, and I never see it that way. I'm always like but that could happen. Exactly. Like yeah that could happen for sure. Exactly. It's happened to that guy. Happened to that guy. Happened yeah. to this guy. But what if it didn't happen mm-hmm. and then. And then it could be good. It mm-hmm. could be really great. So it's just mm-hmm. like every every failed opportunity is an opportunity to learn from it and and make it better and fix it. Exactly. So now that you have said that about mindset, so your mindset initially with joining Vector was to help, right? Be someone that can help someone else reach their goals. Right. So what transitioned you to go from... I want to help you with your goals to I want to pursue management and build my team and that type of route. Uh, so from what I, I had mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, I, I just I take a lot of pride. I take a lot of ownership mm-hmm. in, in being original. 
mm-hmm. like and creating. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to contradict myself, but I see someone that does something and that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna replicate it, but I'm gonna do it my way because mm-hmm. I want it to be the way that I did it, the way that I feel good about mm-hmm. uh, what I what I did. And so mm-hmm. when I decided to go into management, I decided to to do it kind of on my own. That was like that pride kicking in. Where it's like, all right, cool. Like I helped somebody else do it. Now. I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna do it better, and, I'm, mm-hmm. and I'll figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that's always been. I think that's something that I've struggled with a lot at times too, because I don't do enough to feel like I am being original, mm. right? Like, like at one point I was like, I I need to write a song. Like I need to write a song. I need to write mm-hmm. like a stand up bit. I need to write like mm-hmm. something that I know it's like. I didn't have any influence on it. Like yeah. it was just it came from me. Like yeah. this was my my thought. Yeah. Right. Like. Even just making authentic, quote, genuine authentic, thought, right? yeah, yeah, and, and it's like that type of stuff kind of like fuels me, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes it shuts me down because I'm like mm-hmm. I'm not doing it enough, I'm not mm-hmm. being original enough, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Which is it, it's like a weird internal it conflict, is. right? It is, but I think it goes back to your creative brain mm-hmm. and your entrepreneurial background between your mom and your dad's side, and the fact that you've been a singer and you play music or at least you sing music right so you're reading notes and i think it goes back to all those you know those factors in that combination it's like if you had to look at it back and now say oh okay i was screaming to be and do something successful but it's like at the same time you also didn't have the template right and that goes back to your willingness to avoid the fear Mm -hmm which then allows you to just try different experiences, which then is putting your mind at ease because it's like, I, right, I'm gonna figure out my creative outlet. Right, exactly, exactly. I'm gonna figure it out. Right. Yeah, so you said, and so continue on, like, so you said that you, um, to recap, you uh, wanted to do your own, right? trying to find a creative thought, and then what made, what was the turning point from you trying it to like being good at it yeah um i mean obviously repetition and just practice mm-hmm. and like like that that's what helped me be good at it mm-hmm. but i think what eventually like really fueled me and what what really motivated me mm-hmm. was the idea of like building mm-hmm. right and it's and, and that's what like sparked the interest of like building my own business right mm-hmm. like i could build it here i could build it somewhere else mm-hmm. um creating something from scratch again creating something that's original mm-hmm. um what motivated me too is was just like the people that I was working with, people that I was influencing, the people that I could see walk in the door as this person, and I knew what that opportunity could do for them and mm-hmm. how they could lead and how many doors it would open for them later on. Mm-hmm. So, like motivating, what motivated me was like the connections that I was creating mm-hmm. and the people that I was able to like impact and and influence to get them to the point where I was and then beyond. You mm-hmm. know, obviously, like it's cool at this point still getting phone calls or text messages saying like, yo, by the way, like, you know, thank you so much. Exactly. That was like, that was crazy for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that changed my life or that, yeah. or that, that really put things into perspective for me. You mm-hmm. know, I, my parents worked nine to five jobs all their lives and that opportunity like opened my eyes of, I never want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want to live my life for the next mm-hmm. 40 years, punching in and punching out. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that I wanted to start my own business and here I am doing, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think that like the people and, mm-hmm. and that aspect of it like really motivated me at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes to your point of the opportunity of the sales opportunity 
and how it impacted you to make you see more mm -hmm. and how the sales opportunity if as a youth you know high school college if you're exposed to it at that age you're able to realize that there is more because yeah, as, soon, as soon as you're exposed to rejection mm -hmm. and as soon as you know how to, as soon as you become numb to rejection mm -hmm. it 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 allows you like you just unlock the next level mm. to life where now life act. it doesn't matter yeah like nothing uh -huh. matters anymore you mm -hmm. can do anything mm -hmm. and if someone says like no mm -hmm. no thank you yeah. not interested all right yeah right or because because when you first start off you're like <laughs> yeah that's a fact they, they hate me you take it personal i called you so never, at my first appointment yeah. i was like oh i suck i yeah. can't do it it's never that's personal it. mm -hmm. it's never you mm -hmm. it's that person it's that that timing mm -hmm. it's it's their mindset mm -hmm. right uh and at the end of the day like not everything that you're selling is for everyone everyone you know exactly and, and what makes you a good salesperson is believing in it mm -hmm. is, is believing in mm -hmm. it and for me it was like it's a no-brainer yeah like, why why would, why would you say yeah. no to me? But if you say no to me, like, that's your loss. Exactly. That's on you because, A, you don't get to meet me. Yeah. <laughs> and, B, like, yeah. now you're missing out on something that is going to be very good for you. Yeah. And, yeah. and that goes with whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, even even when we started Wreck It 2, it's like, I would tell you about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, no one's going to do that. Mm -hmm. Why would someone spend money to, like, break stuff on? All right, hey, it's not for you. No mm -hmm. worries. You don't, mm -hmm. to, you don't have to shoot my idea down. Like, yeah. that's okay. I offered it to you. Yeah. And if you don't think it's for you, like, yeah that, that, that's okay but do you have friends or do you have family members yeah, always, or hey always. do you have a business that may yeah. be interested right yeah. so all right let's speed it up since since you uh mentioned it already you did vector so what made you transition from vector management to eventually coming up with this idea yeah so uh in 2016 mm -hmm. i i was a gonna go full-time and not full-time but i was already full-time i was mm -hmm. gonna go into a district office which means i would be in charge of like a yeah, franchise yeah, like a franchise okay and, and, ha and have my own mm -hmm. my own office uh, mm -hmm. and i just had a, I just had a change of heart mm -hmm. i uh the people were great the opportunity was great mm -hmm. uh, at the time my mentality was i don't want to keep building something over and over and over and over mm -hmm. and that's that's what i was mm -hmm. experienced that's what i experienced mm -hmm. in those three and a half years yeah because of the situation that i was in right yeah um it's it's, it's a seasonal it's a seasonal it's a seasonal thing yeah it's always building it's mm -hmm. always building it's always mm -hmm. building and and I, and I get that like yeah that, that's fine but in that moment it wasn't for me yeah i was like i need any something else and not only that i became a little bit more selfish and i was mm -hmm. like i want to do something that's gonna that my uh my direct actions are mm -hmm. going to uh, affect my direct results mm -hmm. and so i decided that i wanted to go into real estate okay so um i i got my real estate license. i, I left there in, in november i think i got a real estate license in january mm -hmm. uh for six months i literally did nothing mm -hmm. I, uh, and, and i don't mean like nothing like within real estate i didn't even work yeah uh, because i had like a lot of money saved up yeah and i was like hey you know i don't mm -hmm. need to work i got i got 20k right mm -hmm. and so before you continue on how you got the idea that goes into my point at that point, at that point in time, right? Because you're seeing a lot of money relative to you, mm -hmm. right? Relative to the normal, quote unquote, normal kid, yeah, the, young no, the adult. normal twenty-one year old. Yeah, the normal twenty-one year old leaves college with forty k in debt. debt. Yeah, I'm twenty-one years old, leaving my college experience with twenty thousand dollars plus in my bank account. Exactly. So at that point, what value did you assign to money, and like, what did money represent to you? 
Um, I the thing is, I worked so much mm-hmm. that I didn't have an opportunity to like really spend the money. Mm-hmm. Um, when I traveled, it was on the company's dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went out for dinners and stuff like that, it was with the company. Mm-hmm. Um, the only th- the biggest expense I ever had was like buying buying a new car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, I, I ended up getting like uh, at least a Kia Optima. Which mm-hmm. at the time was like official call the yeah, NBA, yeah, official yeah, call the NBA <laughs> at the time, uh, and it was really nice. I mean, it was yeah. a really nice car, and I was like, oh, uh, you know, big shy, mm-hmm. spending two hundred and forty bucks a month on my car payment, whatever this mm-hmm. and the other, and uh, and so, and so when I when I left, I was like, oh, I have a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? And a smart person that had gone to college or that's not true because a lot of people I speak for myself when I graduated undergrad, I. That's people don't think like, oh, well, I'm gonna use this smartly. Yeah, you well, know what I'm saying. Okay, so then maybe not smart, but a more um, aware, aware, knowledgeable, person, a more knowledgeable person would have would have said, all right, you get you got your real estate license, mm-hmm. you have twenty thousand dollars saved up, mm-hmm. you're 21 years old, mm-hmm. dude, buy, buy make some investments, yeah. buy a property, buy some stocks. Mm-hmm. Do something with it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll never blame my parents for anything, but I, I, when I reflect on this moment, mm-hmm. I think about my grandpa who always talks about, like, you should invest, you should invest, you should invest. Mm-hmm. In that moment, it didn't, ring, I, I, it I didn't, didn't ring a bell. I didn't get a single, like, hey, by the way, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. you have all this money. Like, let's figure out how to allocate it. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, do, let's let it grow. Like, let's do something. And instead, it was just mm-hmm. sitting in my bank account, right? Mm-hmm. And as it was sitting there, I was spending it, right? Mm-hmm. On, traveling on you know, mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. um anyway I'll, I'll fast forward i got my i, I ended up, i started working out for a brokerage mm-hmm. um didn't really put in the time that i needed to get good at, at what it was mm-hmm. and it's easy when you're not seeing success you get unmotivated exactly um i met someone i was introduced to someone who became my mentor who's very successful in, in the real estate industry mm-hmm. um and i i started learning a lot i was mm-hmm. learning a lot from him uh, but at the same time, I wasn't doing much, mm. and I and I didn't leave a place where I wasn't able to build on my own to mm-hmm. go somewhere to build somebody else's dream, right? Mm-hmm. And so I got a little bit frustrated with that, and I ended up leaving, mm-hmm. right? And 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 leaving, it kind of like set me back a little bit more because mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool, now I have to do this on my own again, and I need more help. So exactly, it was kind of like a an error on my part. Yeah, around that time. My sister was working at the Apple store mm-hmm. and she uh, she comes home one day and she's like, dude, I'm going to lose it. Like, I'm going like, to snap a computer mm-hmm. over my knee one of these days. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, it's whatever. She's stressed, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, my friend, uh, we, we were talking and he said, there's there's a place where you can actually like, do something like that. Like, you can break stuff, like recreate, like for fun, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's like, I, I, uh, I, that sounds pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it does sound cool. Like, is there one around here? I don't know. So go online, mm-hmm. click, click. Uh, not a single one. Like the, wow. cl- the closest one I think was maybe in Atlanta. Then there's one in Dallas, one in Vegas, one in Toronto, mm-hmm. one in Dubai. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was like maybe select but maybe, major cities. Maybe like ten yeah. in the world. Yeah. In the world. In all big cities. Yeah, bigger cities. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm like, dude, we gotta got to move on this right? mm-hmm. and, and my best friend uh connor him and i and this is throughout like the two years between leaving vector mm-hmm. and working you know here and there in real estate doing my traveling whatever mm-hmm. and april 
fifth. Right? Mm-hmm. Him and I had always talked about starting a business together. We mm-hmm. we made and just to kind of like stimulate my brain, I made like three different business plans. We made one for like a wine subscription company, mm-hmm. not wine, but like um, like alcohol paraphernalia. Okay. Right? Yeah. So would be like a like subscription mugs. box that yeah, yeah you would get like two craft beers ah, like, okay. a bottle of wine yeah a wine opener it was mm-hmm. a decanter you know whatever mm-hmm. it was and you uh, get, all in one yeah exactly and you would get that like every three months or something mm-hmm. for a subscription i thought you know mm-hmm. whatever we did a whole business plan for it. i did a whole business plan for like a paddle boarding company uh, i whole, remember that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i remember for, that for a whole t-shirt thing mm-hmm. so it, you know we were always like trying to scheme to like exactly what, what are we going to start what are we going to create exactly right? and so i told my sister i'm like hey look Connor and I, like, we've talked about starting a business together. I know he would be down to do this. Like, we got to mm-hmm. get him in on it. And so we mm-hmm. call him. He's like, dude, that, that's an awesome idea. Like, we like we should do this, right? Exactly. So we come up with the, the idea, like, April, mm-hmm. I think, 2nd, something like that. Mm-hmm. And by... April 2nd, what? What year? 2018. Okay. Uh, by April, like, 25th, mm-hmm. we signed a lease mm-hmm. for, for... Action. Yeah, for Wreck-It, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I think at the time we were like, oh, what should we call it? Like smash it or like break it, or <laughs> destroy it. Yeah. And I thought, I thought Wreck-It was the most appropriate mm-hmm. a, because of Wreck-It Ralph. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And B, it's just, it's what you're doing. Alley-oop. Yeah, what, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And B, it's just what you're doing. You're wrecking it. Like, exactly. You're just wrecking it, right? Exactly. And so without any idea of like how to legitimately, legally start a business, mm-hmm. we're like, let's just lease a place yeah and then we'll figure it out mm-hmm. right like that's that, that that's really up until this point been our mantra like mm-hmm. let's just let's just do it, do it. and then we'll figure yeah. it out yeah the, the, like ready ready get fire in the aim, field get right? on the field exactly the the ready fire aim mentality mm-hmm. um so that so i i quickly learned that we need to do an llc we know mm-hmm. a bank account mm-hmm. we need to go on on sunbiz and register our name on there okay we have to start a website okay we have to create our our profit margins we have okay. to figure out how we're going to get our inventory okay we got to do like this laundry list of things that at the time connor's working a full-time job my sister is working at apple part-time but mm-hmm. you know it's a big commitment yeah i mean she has to physically be somewhere yeah and i'm doing real estate and i believe at the time i may have been yeah, I, w- I was valet. I was, mm. I was doing valet. Okay. Um, everyone's hustling. Everyone's hustling. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're all working. And and throughout the time that I was like getting the ball rolling with real estate, mm-hmm. I worked valet. I, I, I did. Um, uh, I, I worked as a, a food runner. Mm-hmm. Right. And and to me, like taking. So those, you were the original DoorDash. Yeah. <laughs> taking taking jobs like those were kind of like a, a gut punch because I yeah. was coming from a, a job where I was making really good money, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I, I shouldn't be working. Yeah, in a restaurant, right? And, and it, re- it really humbled. Me. So, so off that point, how did you handle your financial hardship in the sense that it's not a hardship as far as hey, I had everything and now I'm living on the streets. Yeah. But it was it is a financial hardship yeah. as far as I was successful, I was profitable, right. I was really making really good money, and now I'm DoorDash and and figuring it out and struggling again. Right. I'm not the expert no more. Exactly. Now I'm the novice. So how exactly. did you like work yeah, through that? Uh, I mean, you know, it's, I, I, I don't, I mean, I've never been to a therapist or psychiatrist mm-hmm. or whatever, so I don't know if I've ever had depression, mm-hmm. uh, but I've had a lot of lack of motivation. Yeah. And, and so when you, when you get to the point where you see your money going down, like mm-hmm. $20,000 is not a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of money, but when relative 20, though, relative, yeah. But again, when you're 21, yeah. you don't really have a lot of expenses. Context, yeah. Like, it is a lot of money. Yeah. Right? So all of a sudden, like my bank account 
gets down to like eight thousand, and I'm like, yo, I gotta figure something out here. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get a job at, mm-hmm. at a restaurant because mm-hmm. this real estate thing, like, it I'm building it, mm-hmm. and it's not gonna happen overnight. And at some point, like, I will start making good money from it, but I need I I, I can't let my money be completely depleted. Exactly. So I started working at, at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh man, this like this sucks. Like, mm-hmm. I, I never imagine myself regressing to this point right mm-hmm. and i hated it and i was like i'm not doing this mm-hmm. and from the restaurant i met someone that um worked at valet and he's like dude come valet car is super easy mm-hmm. make good money cash whatever I'm like all right and so I, I started doing that and and it was just like it was very humbling because mm-hmm. i'm like damn i was at a certain point i'm here now but you got to do what you got to do exactly like, at the end of the day like you have to do what you have to do and you can't just sit and wait for something to happen mm-hmm. like, you have to create action mm-hmm. and that action of working somewhere that I would never imagine myself working made me like, made me so hungry to mm-hmm. get the hell out of there mm-hmm. and be like, I want to see this in my rearview mirror and never think about it ever again because mm-hmm. this is not where I should be and it's not where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we when we started Wreck it, mindset, yeah. So when we started Wreck it, uh, I think I had maybe like five thousand dollars in my account mm-hmm. and I needed to put in like twenty five hundred. All right, here it goes. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and I have a six hundred dollar car payment at, mm-hmm. at the time as well. Damn, so, from so two forty six hundred. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, I thought it was a fucking big shot. Yeah. I'm like, let me let me go get an Audi. I'm like, it's fine, I got it. Like, I'm in real estate now. I'm gonna start making like bank. Mm-hmm. You know, you need, that's real though. Yeah, you need. A I'm ni- glad you're sharing. Yeah, like, like you need a nicer car because mm-hmm. I look like I'm twelve, mm-hmm. and so when I pull up to someone that wants me to show them a five hundred thousand dollar home or a million dollar home. They don't want to trust someone that looks like a kid mm-hmm. with their with their. Or at least that's what that's your. Like, the that's, thing. The yeah. thing is. The thing is, I didn't want to believe that, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it. It's okay. True. Unfortunately, it is. Okay. True. I mean, there's only so much that you can do mm-hmm. that prevents like these, like uh, unless unless that person knows you. Not I even know you unless that person was in your shoes mm. and that person went through what you went mm. through. They're not going to give you the time of day. Mm. Okay. Because. If if they did go through that stuff, they'd be like, "It's fine." You yeah. look down. I was. I also look like yeah. that. Don't worry. I understand. I, I, I know you're still smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. And mm-hmm. I, know, I know you're not gonna, gonna mm-hmm. screw me over. Mm-hmm. But if there's someone that like never went through that struggle, mm-hmm. like always look their mm-hmm. age or whatever it is, mm-hmm. they, they they judge you. People mm-hmm. prejudge. Yeah, and, and, that's and, true. And it, it is that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right. Well, if I have a nicer car, I, I'm gonna dress in a, in a suit. Like mm-hmm. I have no facial hair, mm-hmm. so like that doesn't help me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, like maybe that that will mean something. And, mm-hmm. and for what it's worth, like it did help in certain situations, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but uh, anyway, so I, ha- I have this car payment. I have $5,000 to my name. I put like $2,500 in. Mm-hmm. I have pretty much like seven car payments as my, you know, as, oh, wow. as, like in, in my bank account. Right? Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. For the next seven yeah, months. And meanwhile, out, yeah. I'm like still working this valet job. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, no, like we're, we're going to make wreck it happen. I mean, it would have been asinine for me to be like. I'm gonna start making money off a of record immediately. Like, mm-hmm. it just that doesn't happen, right? Mm-hmm. And realistically, our, our margins and like that type of stuff wouldn't have allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one of the biggest challenges in starting Reckit mm-hmm. was that this business doesn't exist. Exactly, it doesn't exist. So when you go down to Oakland Park City Hall and you're like, "I'm trying to start a rage room," they're like, "What the fuck is a rage room?" Mm-hmm. And you're like, "It's a place where you come break stuff for fun." And they're like, "All right, well, what's the category?" And mm-hmm. I'm like. I don't know, amusement, like mm-hmm. entertainment, yeah. whatever, right? 
And so little did I know, even being in real estate, there's a, something called zoning. Mm. And so... What is zoning? Zoning means that there's certain areas, uh-huh. like certain blocks, mm-hmm. that are specifically designed for... Certain, a category. For certain things, right? Mm. So, like, for example, the street that I live, the corners are only designed for multifamily homes. Uh, so duplexes, triplexes, multiplexes. Okay. If you want to tear it down and put, like, a two-story house, it's not allowed. Ah, like, uh, okay. The zoning and planning of the city decides... What's going to go where? So okay. in, in the area that we got our first location that we mm-hmm. all had already signed a lease, we paid first, last security on it. The city tells us, hey, by the way, this zoning is exclusively for industrial. Wow. Which means industrial is like uh, manufacturers, mechanics, mm-hmm. um, storage, junkyard, junkyard, yeah. stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, that's. That's awesome. Like we just decided to open up an amusement place in a place where yeah. people are fixing the cars. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I'm like, well, this really sucks because mm-hmm. we put money into this. We've already gotten our not at this point we've gotten our business mm-hmm. not our business license, but we got like our Sunbiz stuff. We opened mm-hmm. up our bank accounts. We have money in there. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, well, we're basically losing money already. Mm-hmm. Like we we've already we've already lost like money. Mm-hmm. So we've got to figure this out. Like how how are we gonna make this happen? And this was this is the first challenge. The first big obstacle that we're like mm-hmm. You know, don't freak out, mm-hmm. but this might already end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, uh, so anyway, we, I go back and forth with a buddy of mine who's, who is now our lawyer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's like, look, man, here's the list of categories of things that you could be in something like this. Mm-hmm. If you can somehow convince them that you are any of these things, then we, we might have a case here. Mm. And I'm looking through, I'm looking through, I'm looking through, and I see Art Studio. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, Art is... Very convoluted. Exactly. Right? It can mean literally anything. anything. Yeah. So I'm like, how do we make this, this? is technically art, right? This is art. Yeah, this <laughs> is art. So, so how do we make how do we make Wreck-It mm-hmm. coexist mm-hmm. with an art studio? So I called my buddy from high school mm-hmm. that I've known since 10th grade. And I'm like, hey, man, um, we're starting a business. place where we come break stuff for fun. He's like, dude, that's sick. I'm in. Whatever you're doing, I'm mm-hmm. in. And I'm like, I need, I need you to do a mural for us. Mm-hmm. Because we need to be an art studio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's the only way. And and this is going to be a form of art. It's going to mm. be art therapy. We're going to have people mm. throw paint. I, I, mm. I don't know. Like, exactly. Whatever, right? Exactly. Whatever we have to say. So we felt the application. We Adjust put, to we, the we situation. The right. We felt the application. We put art studio. I submit it. Mm-hmm. I, it's like three weeks. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. Stuff mm-hmm. like this takes a long time. It's at the bottom of our list. Blah, blah, blah. It's not really that important. We're not putting a lot of money into it. It's not, mm-hmm. like, in a, it's not like in a really profitable area mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, shit. Like, we need to make, we need to get them in there immediately. Yeah. It's going like, to boost up the gonna, revenue. Yeah, it's going to yeah. boost the revenue of the city. Like, yeah. they're like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Right? You're literally Gilbert Arenas. Like, you're the first scoring point guard. So it's like, scoring point guard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like, you're making plays. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. making it up as you go. Yeah. So, so I'm like, I'm like, I don't, this is it. Like, this mm-hmm. is literally what will determine whether or not we can go into business. Mm-hmm. After going back and forth, finally they call us and they're like, you're approved. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the biggest sigh of relief. Mm-hmm. So, June 15th, we have our launch party. We invite. Mm-hmm of our closest friends mm-hmm. and we we basically did like a, uh, a bunch of like raffles and stuff like that to raise money mm-hmm. um and then august 17th our official our official launch day mm. um and 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 actually now that i'm remembering june 15th was before we were even approved 
Juneteenth. Yeah. Wow. Juneteenth, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So you blew me out the game. Okay. 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 So yeah. So we basically threw a launch party before we even knew that we were going to be able to mm-hmm. officially open. And when we got the green light, we were like, all right, we're with business August mm-hmm. 17th. Put out some ads. Mm-hmm. Immediately started getting calls. And we're like, oh my God. People, <laughs> this is people working. Want, yeah, people people, people want to break crazy. shit and yeah, leave yeah. habit. <laughs> yeah. People want to people spend money mm-hmm. to break things and then leave. Mm-hmm. And then be what happy. A, well, what a concept. What mm-hmm. a concept. I mean, I'm telling you, I told so many people about this. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, my enthusiasm was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, it's going to work. But mm-hmm. they're like, yeah no one's coming to break stuff for fun mm-hmm. like why i could do that i could do my backyard right? exactly like, i heard i heard that so many times like why would i do that i could do my backyard really but not everyone has a backyard yeah and people have neighbors mm-hmm. who are gonna call the cops exactly because they'll think it's domestic violence or something exactly you can't break stuff on the side of the road because you'll get arrested for it like there's dogs in the grass come on right exactly yeah they're come little on. paws yeah so so anyway so so we end up launching um we didn't get off to like the best start, obviously, because mm-hmm. at the time, 2018, no one even knows raid rooms exist. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of like if you want a Chinese restaurant, you type in, where do I find Chinese food? Yeah. And then it pops up. Mm-hmm. But no one is on Google searching, where can I go break things for fun? Because exactly. no one knows that that exists. Like, even ne- now, even now, fi- even, it's still yeah, no, even now, a even niche now. thing. I mean, I'll, I'll get to this later, but the reason why I think now it's become get so to popular it now. is because you have all these TV shows like The Bachelor, you have TV shows like Working Moms, mm. uh, Spanish TV shows, you have uh, influencers like the Kardashians or David Dobrik or Will Smith who okay. have been to these places ah. and have shown it on their- Oh, okay, and their platform. Know, on their shows or their mm-hmm. platform. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, wait a second. This is There's it? a place you can yeah. break stuff for fun? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, one right next to my house. Yeah. And then and then we book. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the amount of times that I'm like, oh, how'd you hear about us? And they're like, Watching the, I was watching The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm like, and it's perfectly normal. Yeah. <laughs> not the first, not the last. Yeah, first. yeah. So I think your story is a testament of, you know, they always say life, uh, everything happens like it's meant to be, right? Mm-hmm. Or everything happens for this reason. And I'm always like, well, people forget to finish that saying. And it's always based on the actions and choices that you make. Because it can easily has been, it was meant for you to, you all to never start this because you have that one obstacle and it's like, oh man, like you said, going back, you always glass half full. So when you saw the obstacle, you're like, oh, I'm so close to getting to where I need to go. Instead of being a glass half empty and being like, that's the obstacle. Damn, it wasn't meant to be. All right, everyone wrap everything up. Right. You know? And and, and the other other mentality and the other thing that I just like always remember is, Mm-hmm. Just failure is just not an option. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, we're going to make this happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it will happen mm-hmm. because I've already talked about it. And there's mm-hmm. no way I'm going to say, oh, yeah, that one thing that I said and, and mm-hmm. didn't, didn't work out. Mm-hmm. No, like, it's going to work out. It'll always, it will always work mm-hmm. out because you get what you want. Exactly. And, and, and if you have any say in it, then it will happen. Exactly. And I think it also, to add to your point, it's just a matter of it's not – that failure won't happen. It's just you won't let that be the end result. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. That, that, that's what I mean by that. Yeah, you just like failure is a part of everything. You know, this podcast is not perfect. This show, whatever you want to call it, is not perfect. Every time when someone goes to wreck something, they're not going to hit it correctly. You know, they might be like me, hit this tree stump instead of the bottle. <laughs> Three times in a row. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, I didn't, at the end of the day, I still hit the bottle because I didn't want failure to be the end result. Right. You know, I'm not going to let something stop me from accomplishing my goal. It's just, I think it goes back to another thing, you know, patience and resilience. So how do you build those two, like those two skills or characteristics? How have you built them? I, I mean, my my personality mm -hmm. uh, doesn't really allow me to be patient. Mm -hmm. I, like I want things now. Mm -hmm. um, I always want it. Like I, just, mm -hmm. like, I don't want to wait. I, mm -hmm. I I say that I like building, but I don't like the process of building. Mm -hmm. That's real. You know, like I I, I don't want to learn how to play the violin. I just want to know how to play the violin. Mm -hmm. Right. And I for that reason, I'll never learn. How yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah. don't want to learn how to speak Italian. I just want to like, boom, I know Italian. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like, and, and so I, I think mm -hmm. patience is something that you don't really learn. It's just mm -hmm. forced. Mm -hmm. And it just is what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, there's only so much that you can do to get to where you want to be as fast as you want to get there. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, like, it's, it's all time. Mm -hmm. you, just have to, you just have to wait on it and, and the time will come when it Mm. As far as resilience goes, um, if you're passionate about something enough and, mm -hmm. and you know your why, you just figure it out. Mm -hmm. You always figure it out. And and, that, and again, that's just been our mantra. It's mm -hmm. been our mantra. And I will tell you this. It, it only gets you so far, right? Okay, exactly. Because now where we're at, two and a half years later, we can't afford to just figure it out. Mm -hmm. right? There's certain things that we have to, that are, need to be calculated mm. because a mistake that we might make or mm -hmm. a risk that we would have taken before where whatever, like mm -hmm. it'll, it'll work out mm -hmm. could be a little bit more costly now. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we have, um, we have a lot more business. Like yeah. We have a lot more things that a lot of people that are counting on us mm -hmm. and a lot of appointments are already booked ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, maybe we, like we want to take these risks, but they have to be more calculated risk. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and going back to resilience and you know perseverance is there like books podcasts music or something of that nature that you think helps aid you in that so it died again but it died when right before you got into the um so i have two more questions 25 and 26. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um I, I think there's not many. I don't really read a lot of books. Mm -hmm. I don't read any books at all. Uh, in fact, mm -hmm. this year my goal is to start reading. I mm want -hmm. to. I want to start off with like even just four books mm -hmm. uh, this year. Just you know, because you set a goal that's too high, and then you're like, oh, I didn't do mm -hmm. enough. So I think mm -hmm. four is like attainable. Anyway, um, even just one. Yeah, even just one. Really, <laughs> I can't even tell you last. Real talk. Yeah, me too. Real talk. Because um, I, I, I'm. I'd rather listen, and, mm -hmm. and not to say like reading is a waste of time. It's not. There's but but I'd rather like be driving mm -hmm. and be listening to a podcast mm -hmm. versus like sitting down mm -hmm. in my living room where when I could be doing like other things either socially mm -hmm. or even working where mm -hmm. I'm just like an hour just went by of me watching or like reading a book mm -hmm. and I'm not I don't really watch too much TV so it's mm -hmm. not like it's not like you could be like oh well you watch an hour of TV how come mm -hmm. you can't watch an, or read an, yeah. an hour like it just I, yeah even that yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't do that either yeah um but. But I, I, what I will say is one of the things that I do give a lot of credit to is uh, a podcast mm -hmm. called uh, How I Built This by NPR. Mm -hmm. And I think there's several podcasts that I listen to on there from the Chipotle one, uh, Airbnb, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, mm -hmm. uh, Tom's, 
where there were just like little bits and pieces that that like spark things right mm. and little light bulbs like mm. I, I can't pinpoint and in that moment i didn't pinpoint necessarily like oh my god like i took this away from it mm -hmm. but i think there were things that they said at, at the time that mm -hmm. at some point i i was i thought maybe it was like an original idea of mine and it was like oh no like it was because of that yeah thing. yeah yeah uh but what, what i will say is one of the things that i learned from that from all of those podcasts mm -hmm. that seems to have just been a consistent factor mm -hmm. is they all said that they all had like a little bit of luck mm. and 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 it's funny because it's like oh well you know luck is intangible exactly it's, it's, you can't you can't say like oh we're gonna get lucky like at mm -hmm. some point we're gonna get lucky like, yeah you have to and people say oh well you create your own luck and it's just it, it just happens i remember listening to the mark cuban one and, and mm -hmm. he's like i got lucky because i just figured that this might work and then it just did right mm. and and there's there's a, a famous quote by uh I think it's Seneca and, mm -hmm. and, and Oprah said it. It's, okay. it's, it's luck is preparation meeting opportunity. Mm. And I think that's so true because, I mean, you know, if an opportunity presents itself, but you're not prepared for that moment, exactly. you're not going to seize it. So exactly. it's all the work that you put in and then that opportunity just coming around and you're like, oh, wait a second, there it is. And yeah. boom. Yeah. And then that catapults you to the next thing. And mm. that helps you become, you know, what you were, or helps you accomplish what it was that you were trying to accomplish. And, mm -hmm. and I'll tell you what, we've, we've had a lot of, of those lucky moments here. Mm -hmm. And it was because of the position that we had put ourselves in that allowed us to be able to mm -hmm. like capture that moment and call it mm -hmm. luck, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, and I, I can give you some examples of that, but uh, yeah, I mean. That, that well, give us one example of a lucky situation with Reckitt outside of you telling us how you got lucky to basically find a category to fit your business in so where you could be, you know, have that commercial zone space. But besides that, what's another, one more lucky situation would you say? Uh, another lucky situation, and, and, and maybe this isn't so much luck, mm -hmm. uh, but it's kind of going back to the whole like figuring it out thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, we were in a 1,200-square-foot warehouse in our first location because mm -hmm. um, you know, we're recording this from, from our, our newer location. Mm -hmm. We've been here since 2019 now. Mm -hmm. um, and our first location was 1,200 square feet. Half of it was storage. The other half was the lobby and the actual room. Mm -hmm. And half of that was the actual room. Yeah, so it was, I remember. So it was 300 <laughs> square feet yeah. of, you know, rage room. Mm -hmm. And realistically, you could fit maybe four people in there. Mm -hmm. Like, not even comfortably. Yeah. Okay. And so we had people that were calling us saying, hey, we want to come with eight people. It's like, all right, well, how do we make this work? Right. Mm -hmm. We split up the group and we split up the group. Then now we're, we're wasting more time where we could be, you know, filling these slots. So we're like, all right, what we can do is we'll have a, this, this side door open. Mm -hmm. So four people will be kind of in the hallway while mm -hmm. four people are in the actual room and then they'll mm -hmm. rotate. Right. Mm -hmm. And then one day we get a phone call and they say, hey, uh, you know, we want to do a corporate event. There's 16 of us, you know, uh, can you make that happen? Mm -hmm. And I think it might have been a month where we were like a little bit, like we might have been a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, guys, we can't, we can't miss out on this. Yeah. We have, we have to, we have to make this happen. Mm -hmm. uh, mind you, the location that we're in also had no parking. Yeah. When the, this back warehouse area kind of even sketchy to like get back <laughs> like i would i would come to the front i would come to like the street side mm. to people like hey we're over here like oh just come with me <laughs> this is normal yeah right? i guess some people were driving back there yeah. they're like what what the yeah were they even street lights yeah and, uh i think there was like maybe one one and mm -hmm. like 
we were in this little like warehouse plaza where in two of the warehouses like people literally lived out of them mm-hmm. and the other ones were like almost like a perfume shop mm-hmm. and it was like a vintage thing but there was all storage you mm-hmm. know anyway so we don't have any parking mm-hmm. so this, this this company calls hey we want to come in with 16 people you know can you accommodate and i'm like mm-hmm. uh yes mm-hmm. we can uh what we can do or what a lot of people do when they, mm-hmm. when they come here is uh, with a group like this is eight people will do the session and the other eight people mm. uh, will go down uh, to a bar like nearby mm-hmm. uh, and you know they'll get drinks and when they're done then they just swap mm. and they're like oh people do that I'm like yeah, yeah they do that all the time literally have never done that that's the <laughs> first time that I even thought about it and she's like oh my god that'd be perfect like we're mm. big fans of that of that bar anyway mm-hmm. like. That'll be fine. I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. Make sure that people carpool from, you know, for, if you want, you know, if everyone should meet there yeah. and then carpool, you know, just, just to save, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Time. Because yeah. I didn't want people to like show up eight of them in eight separate cars and mm-hmm. then there's not enough parking. Exactly. And it's like, this is ruining the experience. And exactly. And reviews. And, and, and at the end of the day, you know, we're starting a business that no one really has any expectations for. So mm-hmm. realistically, like no one's going to be like, oh, well, this is what I was, this is how it should have been. Like, mm-hmm. no know what it should have been because exactly it's brand new exactly um, so we we ended up pulling it off and, mm-hmm. and it was like it was at that point too that we're, we're like all right we need a bigger spot yeah and i think going back to your to your quote right with uh preparation meeting opportunity what's the preparation part in this in the story it's the fact that you've had a, a sales skill set you know i remember that sounds like a typical vector conversation you know everyone's getting this set yeah. This is the set for all the home home moms. Oh, you like to really cook? Oh, this is your set. This yeah. is the set for all the you know the skilled uh, at home masseuse. Yeah. I mean, well, not masseuse, but chefs. You know what I'm saying? And, and here's the thing too. I remember I remember telling this story to people, and they're like, "Oh, well, you're just a, you're just a good bullshitter." And my response is, "I'm I'm not a good bullshitter. Mm-hmm. I'm good at improvising. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, exactly. I'm good at making sure." that something that could be good doesn't slip away. Exactly. I'm going to say or do whatever I need to to capitalize on that moment. Exactly. And it's you're still creating a positive experience. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like you said, you're not BSing. It's more of you're creating an alternate solution to your problem right. that instead of it becoming a problem and or, or a bigger problem, you said you're turning it to a positive and turning it to an even better experience, yeah. you know, for the customer. Yeah, because, I mean, it could have been easy for me to be like, oh, sorry, you know, at the moment, like, mm-hmm. we have a smaller space, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, if we get a big spot at some point, like, come mm-hmm. check us out. But I was like, no, like, we're going to, we will make this happen one mm-hmm. way or another. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, I think I want to wrap it up with, you know, let's say you're someone that isn't from a, entrepreneurial background and you know wasn't passionate about buying for themselves because you know either they didn't have it or um their parents didn't have it or their parents just gave them everything you know either situation still applies so what would you give some action steps to like a person who didn't have the self-motivation or the drive to do the type of experiences that you know me and you have done like what would you tell that person to do or try yeah, I, mean, I, I think to, i think there's two types of people right mm-hmm. there's the people that 
have always thought about what it's like, mm-hmm. like what's it like on the other side if I did do that or if, mm. I, if I did try being an entrepreneur if I did try starting my own business or something mm. like that and then there's the people that it's just not for them mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and for those people I, w- I would say keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. keep working nine to five mm-hmm. keep you know doing the thing that makes you happy and, and comfortable and, that, mm-hmm. and that's fine like I'm not judging you for it. That, mm-hmm. that's totally fine but if you're the person that says my family's always told me no mm-hmm. I've never seen any success uh, directly, yeah, you know, like within my family or mm-hmm. my close friend group, but I know that I could be successful at this. Mm-hmm. What, what do you What do you actually have to lose? Mm. You have nothing to lose. Yeah, what and do they have to lose? They have nothing to lose, and mm-hmm. and the the I think as I, as I get older, this just becomes more and more true. And I remember at, at one point I was like, like really scared to die. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I just was, mm-hmm. and now like the thought of have one opportunity on this planet and like i just want to be so happy mm-hmm. you know just do what makes you happy do what mm-hmm. you think makes you happy mm-hmm. and if it doesn't make you happy scrap it and do something else mm-hmm. but always wondering what if will make you miserable mm-hmm. and there's nothing worse than like looking back on the past and being like damn i should have done that or mm-hmm. what if that would have happened mm-hmm. did it you know mm-hmm. seize the moment take yeah. the opportunity Make make mistakes, mm-hmm. fall on your face, get back up, mm-hmm. try something different. I mean, in the past two years, I've I've, I've had so many jobs. Mm-hmm. Like it's, like I've had a lot of jobs. Yeah, because I even left real estate. I, I was working. I was working at Reckitt, obviously built building Reckitt. Mm-hmm. The first year, I worked my ass off. Mm-hmm. So real estate kind of just like was on the back burner. Exactly. So in twenty nineteen. So let me ask you a question: While you were working Reckitt. Are you working another job? Yeah, I was working at Reckitt. Mm-hmm. I was working in real estate, and mm-hmm. I was still valeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm glad you're sharing that because it just goes to show that when you are building something, oh, you yeah, might have yeah. to you still need, you need something else. Yeah. Because well, not that you need, but if you're coming from a position where you don't have, right, then knuckle up, exactly. right, and make the the adjustment and you know build another stream of income from yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and you know. Unfortunately, I, I decided to leave real estate because at the time, mm-hmm. my mentality was I want Reckitt to succeed before I want my real estate career to succeed. Mm-hmm. And one of them's got to give. Exactly. So I left real estate to focus more on Reckitt. But mm-hmm. I was like, I still need another stream of income. Mm-hmm. So I went into merchant cash advance, which is, you know, helping people with, with small business loans mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. And it was a nine to five job. And I was yeah. like, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I started working for a solar company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and but here's the thing, though, right? I learned how to make like two two hundred fifty phone calls in one day. I learned how to like handle other objections. Mm. I learned how to like through through the the merchant cash. Yeah. Thing, right. And then I go into working for a solar company where it was almost like very similar to to Vector in mm-hmm. the sense where I believe so much in the product that mm-hmm. it was just a, it's a no brainer. Exactly. And I learned other skills with that. Mm-hmm. And what happens? me back to real estate mm-hmm. uh, a little less than a year later mm-hmm. 11 months later and now i'm in a position where i'm a property manager mm-hmm. i have a real estate license i'm about to get my cam license mm-hmm. record is thriving and it's just at the end of the day like i know that i'm happy i know that mm-hmm. i'm doing what is going to make me be happy mm-hmm. and i know that 10 years from now i can look back and say you know what you did your thing mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it's going to get me to the where i want to be mm-hmm. maybe it won't Mm-hmm. But in this moment, in this very moment right now, mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm happy. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's 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 tough. Like a lot of times we intertwine success and happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're in my opinion two different things. However, you know, dealing with the fact that we're in a business oriented country a lot of times happiness is dependent upon success so it's i'm glad you shared that you know you kind of keep them independent you know where your your uh happiness is based on the success of just doing it not the actual success of oh i made 10 million 100 million or whatever it's just i did it yeah, I'm, no, I'm doing I, yeah, it. And, and, and I, I'm and continuing I, and to I do feel it. Fulfilled, right? Yeah. Like, at this point in my life, financially, I'm mm-hmm. not where I want to be. Yeah. At all. Uh-huh. I'm. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Right. But now I have two vehicles, potentially a third one, potentially a fourth one, mm-hmm. that are going to get me there. Exactly. And I know that on a daily basis, the things that I'm doing mm-hmm. make me happy. Exactly. And I'm going to continue to, to build that happiness through mm-hmm. what I'm doing. And, and I think that's important too, right, for, for, for any entrepreneur, right? Like, you have to reflect on the things that make you happy aside from working. Yeah. Like, spending time with friends, going to the movies, um, you know. Whatever makes, whatever makes what, you happy. Whatever it is. Because yeah, whatever makes you happy. That, that also helps you determine your why too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, why am I working? I'm working so exactly. that I can travel more. Exactly. I'm doing this so that I can get more tattoos. Exactly. I'm doing that because I want to have a nice car. Exactly. You know? like, Want to keep a haircut, whatever the case may exactly. be. Yeah, 100%, right? Mm-hmm. 100%, like just keeping up with yourself and, mm-hmm. and grooming yourself. and that, that Want to get my hair and my nails done, right. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'll, we'll end it off on this. Like what, what excites you about what Wreckage's doing? Like what do you all have going on? And like how can people be a part of this experience? Yeah. How can they break some shit and leave happy so two years later uh mm-hmm. we're in a three thousand square foot mm-hmm. uh, location mm-hmm. uh our room is almost three times the size mm-hmm. uh we have a variety of packages we have memberships that we just launched we mm-hmm. have gift cards we have merchandise mm-hmm. uh we have a pretty solid social media following yeah i think at this point locally mm-hmm. uh we have influencers that have been here we have athletes that have been here mm-hmm. um i mean it's it's crazy and mm-hmm. and not to get off topic again here but i think one of the biggest things for us is that when we initially opened we just thought it was gonna be a place for people to come and like just break stuff for exactly fun, right mm-hmm. and it really is so much more like there's people mm-hmm. that come here after like a long day or after a long week or mm-hmm. after a divorce or after mm-hmm. death or mm-hmm. after getting fired mm-hmm. and they use this they really use this as, as an emotional outlet mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the most satisfying things for us, but mm-hmm. um, you know we're we're still growing very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're ta- we're taking the necessary steps now to scale mm-hmm. in the right direction mm-hmm. and scaling a calculated you know scale so that yeah. we're not uh, we don't implode. Cause exactly, that's the worst that could happen. Exactly, uh, but I, you know, proud to say that we survived our first two years in business, which a lot of businesses don't do. And COVID, you survived we, COVID. We survived. We survived working with friends and family, which is also a challenge in and of itself. Exactly. And we survived a pandemic. I mean, that's that's a testament to everything that we put into it. It's a testament to. I mean, realistically, too, 
the quality I, I, I of, almost have to thank covid mm-hmm. and thank everything that's going on in our country and in this world mm. because people are now more stressed than ever mm. and so you know it it is i feel like it is a direct correlation mm-hmm. i don't obviously i don't, don't yeah. want that to yeah happen, yeah but, yeah um you know it, it's it's part of the reason that it's we, the reality we, we live it's, it's part of the reason why we've done so well so mm-hmm. um you know you can get a hold of us on uh wreck it underscore ftl mm-hmm. you can check us out on our website wreck it for mm-hmm. uh, you can call us you can donate stuff mm-hmm. we're always taking donations and um yeah and you know thanks for having me thanks yeah for hearing my story yeah the story yeah and, yeah uh, much success to you yeah exactly and, and like i said thank you ricky for you know allowing me to come here and film and share your story your tip your tips your experiences and that's the goal of this, right? Um, the goal of this is to create an outlet, a platform where young people can learn about different traits, learn about different skills, learn about different professions, learn about just what it takes to be successful and what to expect because life is statistics. So if you're offering your information and your experience then the statistics show if a person, you know, can use that to their advantage, they're going to have a better likelihood of future success or future happiness, whatever, or both, you know, whatever they want to pursue. And like I said, I just thank you for being a part of the conversation and sharing your experiences. And, you know, the merch is dope, quality is on point. You know, that's why I was going to wear my gear, but I was like, Nah, I wreck your stuff because it's quality. I like the quality. I like the quality. Quality over quantity, right? So, uh, like I said, I thank you all for being part of the experience and uh, see you all next time. Quality street music. That was some good stuff. Generational Sports Partnerships and Productions appreciates you viewing and or listening to this original content series. Let this empower you towards positive action. Now let's be great. Goodbye.